I'm a kid man. Bounce, bounce. Yeah, yeah, I'm a kid man. Bounce, bounce. I love to fuck him. I love to suck him. I love to kiss him. You're not gonna miss him. Welcome, dude, dog. Rough, rough, rough. We wrote a song today. That's where we're at. We didn't write it. Billy Kidman wrote it. Billy Kidman wrote it. It's most his theme. Of it. it. It took his us personal mantra. It took us seven months of uh, watching him most weeks on Nitro to realize that his name is Kidman, yeah. and then pretty much history wrote itself after that. Um, as has been the case for a number of the past episodes, uh, one of us has vaped so hard they shit their pants. Today it was Drew. He's the winner of today's prize of new pants. You're still coughing, aren't you? You're yeah, still I not might, well. I might, I might throw up. If you're going to throw up, Listen, throw up on the microphone. We ate a lot of chicken today. We ate a lot of chicken. <clears throat> that's, uh, we, we split five pounds of wings. So that's where we're at. Forty-five pounds of wings. Forty-five pounds of wings. One, uh... One, <coughs> God damn it. One bushel of wings. Let's get back to old, weird imperial measurements. How many... How many pecks is that? That was the measurements? There are bushels and pecks. Yeah, actually, I guess I yeah. heard that before. I... It's, it, we're not even going to talk about wrestling on episode. I remember my grandma used to play, like, old 30s music... And I remember one line being, I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck, because that's all you could do in songs in the 30s. <laughs> but it was nice. <laughs> I, I recently watched uh, the original Psycho. Oh, the 1996 one? Yes. Uh, starring Vince Vaughn. Yep. <clears throat> um, the original Psycho. And in one of the, in one of the earlier scenes where she's uh, like hooking up with her buddy, her friend, her not... Uh, not married guy. Unacceptable. They, the way that it's edited together, it literally just looks like they're rubbing faces on each other. <laughs> because obviously they couldn't have them, like, aggressively making out. Yeah. And, of course, they, like... Or, like, 67-ing, or... Yes, well, we'll get to that we'll get there. later. That's a big plot of the episode. <laughs> but yes, they've just finished... The act of making love. Fornicating. However, they are both Rudgering. fully dressed. Yeah. And you can't shoot, you can't, camera can't be in the room while the actors are is simulating sex. No. But at least, <clears throat> I, I like that they accurately got that you have sex in your clothes. Yes. Because. Just do a little pee hole. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, why, that's what it flies for. Yeah, just the tip. Just the <laughs> tip. Just, it comes out, gets her pregnant, you go to bed. Yep, go to bed. You rake, you rake it along the zippers, you put it back in, and you're... You're, you're bleeding you're, everywhere. Yeah. Sleeping your own blood and semen. <laughs> A regular Wednesday night. <clears throat> so, let me ask you a question, Scott. Hit me. What kind of prudish country do uh, we live... No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get on that. What I meant to say was, if you realize that you're into banging animals... Yeah. How do you get there? Yeah, how do you what get there? What is the moment <laughs> where you realize, I'm gonna, I wanna do this, I'm gonna do this, and this, then you do it? This is me now. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know how you get there. We do know from our lengthy discussions on some on the podcast, uh, might I reference you to the March 13th one, if anyone wants like in depth state by state analysis on the laws. Um,. But yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason they made those laws, and it's because some people get into it. But how? 
and why and when is the tipping point. Yeah. How do you ever come back from it? Yeah, another, that's another one. Is a tough one. Like, uh, as you introduced me to, famed bestiality porn star, Cannibal Cupcake, uh, like, got out of the game and, like, had a kid. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, given uh, her work, uh, spoiler, she exclusively fucks dogs. Uh, I was surprised it was a kid and not... Uh, a litter? A, um, well, not a, li- a litter of what? Oh, of, yeah, of... Of what? That very specific word. Um, of fox rabbits? Dude dogs! Oh, dude dogs. <laughs> Come on, it's right there! Half dude, half dog! <laughs> Come on! I put it on the T for you? I don't know, I thought you were going in the direction of what those animals would be because they'd be half human, half dog. I mean, Kelly does okay. Yeah, but Kelly... Okay. Kelly gets, like, a lot of help. Yeah, and he is still fired. Yeah, he is still fired. Well, and by still fired, he was on last episode, right? But he was fired for a while before that. Yes. And he came back. <clears throat> then he... I, I guess he did something we didn't like. Probably. Or he just wasn't available. Because he's fired now. Yeah. Um, but he's back next episode. <laughs> so, you know. Maybe. If Mileage he shows Mayberry, up. If he shows up. If he's a good boy. He won't be. Um, he bites the scruff. He likes it rough. <laughs> what, uh... I feel... Did you have some other bestiality points? We're not... I feel like we're not into wrestling yet. I feel like there's more... No, I think my question. I, is... I guess yeah, how, like how, yeah. how, how, why, when? What, what is, what is the situation that you get put into? Yeah. Like, do you see a dog with a red rocket, and you're like, that's the one. You know what? I'm gonna try it. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, I'm... like, what if you don't have a dog around? Then, or a horse, a... or a taper, or a pig, or your third choice from the whole animal kingdom was a tapir. I'm going to show you a video when we're done recording. Oh, there's a reason? Yes, there oh, is. Oh, boy. Because if there wasn't a reason, and that was just quote-unquote <laughs> off the top of your head. Dog, uh, that, horse, yeah, tapir. That, to me, what I hear is, Drew has a tapir thing. <laughs> have you not seen their penises? They have elbows. Oh, maybe I have. They're, like, real big, and then they, like, bend. <laughs> oh, I got a video to show you later, sir. See... Actually, when you said video, I assumed they had an interesting tongue. I thought it was going to be that and oh. not dick, but... Uh, just go anteater. We all... Yeah, we all learned something. You, uh, who else is a weird... Uh, generally weird animal. Have you seen a fucking pangolin? Mm-mm. They're, like... They're... They're... Te- they're <clears throat> between... A penguin and a seagull. I wish. Uh, no, they're between an anteater and a platypus and an armadillo. But they're crazy. They got these, like... They have armor, and apparently they have like a one meter long tongue. So that's what I was thinking of. I think I figured you get some. Wow, I didn't realize that was what they were called. You've, but you've seen the thing before, the crazy scaly thing. That's yeah, like a sand shrew. It is like a sand shrew. That's right. But like, yeah, I didn't realize that was that's a that's a rare Pokemon reference. I understand because I was thirty nine when Pokemon came out. <laughs> what? Did you just show me pangolin tits? Yeah. Is it because you searched pangolin no. tits? Are you sure? It, it was literally like one of the vi- the pictures in like just the basic search. Follow up question. Can I use that as the thumbnail for this podcast? Yeah, it's nature. I can, right? Yeah, you're fine. Because I'm going 100%. to. 100%. I'm going to. I mean, I've used an ICP face. The, this will be the least of my trouble. <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, I was flagged by the FBI as a juggalo, which of course is a uh, a terrorist group. 
it's a it's a known it's a, gang. It's a known gang. Uh, so I guess I'm on the list now. I think I'm gonna change my fursona. To pangolin? There's... To a giant ground pandolin. Oh, the big one. Look at that thing. It's fucking big. It is big. They're pretty cool. They also make no... <clears throat> they're, they're like as evolutionary nonsensical as a platypus. Mm-hmm. But, um... You're still coughing from that vape that made you shit your pants. Yeah. It's not fun, man. Hey, um... It happens to the best of us. Well, it happens to you. I'm fine. Yeah, I've, this I've, episode. I've never vaped so hard I shit my pants. That's not something I would do. I've, uh, apparently I vaped so hard I'm going to throw up. You look like you're going to throw up. Yeah. But we'll see how this plays out. Let's do Nitro and see if you throw up during Nitro. Let's see uh, whichever match you throw up during is the worst match on the show. Right. I think. <clears throat> we're, we're coming from... Okay. Uh, good, good preamble. We'll... Uh, either keep all of this or I completely ended it out. The, wait a minute, we're July 31st, 2000, 18 days after my 17th birthday. What was I doing? Probably still celebrating my birthday because I was actually the originator of those uh, cunty girls now who go, it's my birthday month. I invented that in the year 2000. Sick. And they all took it. All they they <clears throat> also took Yas Queen. Yeah. Which I took from black people, but don't tell anyone. It's okay, I don't think any of them listen to the podcast. We don't have a diverse listenership? Not when we're the do we number have a, one all-right <laughs> wrestling, wrestling podcast, podcast on iTunes. <laughs> but, back to my previous question. Do we have a listenership? Can we have... Oh, a ship? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. when, how, much, how much a month do we have to be getting on Patreon before we can buy our listenership? Is it called a poop deck because they poop on it? <laughs> Because they're too busy growing that they can't go to the bathroom? I think so. That's my understanding. That's disgusting. I'm a, an, so you're walking and around... And I am a semen. You're walking around in your own and all of your co-workers' <laughs> yeah. poop. Just you all have, like, <clears throat> E. coli and... And scurvy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Hmm. That's silly. <clears throat> what do we got? Oh, uh, I don't want us to actually get on the wrestling. Uh... Shout out to uh, to Pepsi, Real Lime, the uh, the unofficial sponsor of this episode. It's made with real lime juice, unlike the old Pepsi Lime, which is just flavor. Um, <coughs> you can taste the difference; it's really good. Um, except for the fact that these motherfuckers in the non-diet Pepsi Lime, which is 160 calories a bottle, which seems like the number of calories of a non-diet drink. I got. I take a sip and I'm like, I like this flavor, but there's something going on at the end of this. I don't like the bouquet. I don't like the notes that are being it. This tastes like motherfucking artificial sweetener. What's going on? So I go through the fucking ingredients list. Like the last ingredient is sucralose. Like why? Why would you ruin my otherwise good drink to go from what has to be 180 calories to 160 calories? I, uh, did I say they're not, you know what? They're not sponsor anymore. That was my point. <laughs> they shouldn't be the sponsor because they tricked me. And even though I'm about to finish this, uh, 600 milliliter, 20 ounce, if you will, bottle of this, um, I'm not happy about it. And I think PepsiCo should know, Pepsi, the PepsiCo brand, the good folks at PepsiCo, uh, you're Britney Spears, you're Michael Jackson's, uh, you know all the all the Pepsi hits. Good uh, people. Shaq, see Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Pepsi. Owner. No, he's not Shaq anymore. It's LeBron now. What? But it was. And you, I, I, Drew, I, I have interesting news. Uh, Britney Spears and Michael Jackson also aren't still doing ads for Pepsi. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> you know what? I can't. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make it known. Pepsi Real Lime. Uh, try at your own risk <laughs> is my review. What happened on Nitro? Uh, I don't know. Stuff. Um, we're, coming, we're coming from Cincy, Ohio. Home of uh, Brian Pillman. And Brotherly Love. And... Yep, Cincinnati, the city of the Windy City, they call it. No, it's the city that they shot Brotherly Love in. Oh, that's right. Cincinnati, the the big uh, chili on spaghetti. The big C. city. The big the big Cincinnati, <clears throat> the C word. <clears throat> chili on spaghetti. That's your that's your whole thing. You know, like meat sauce on spaghetti is already basically chili it's one that's like oregano instead of chili powder is yeah. the only difference yep but uh you know what cincinnati whatever gets your dumb third best city in ohio that starts with c self going columbus and canton <laughs> yep columbus and canton <clears throat> all right you can actually do the first match now, or first segment or do it backwards fuck it please don't I, I will have an absolute meltdown if you, if you actually do it I forbid it okay well I'm gonna start. don't start in the middle <laughs> no I'm not I'm gonna start yeah I was gonna start a random <laughs> fucking match okay <clears throat> um, so Booker T comes out they do another one of those like people's champion he's the people's champion they're I feel like I wasn't thrilled with the car that he and uh, Mrs. T came in it was that it was it was a low it was a low end white BMW. Yeah, I think they could have done better. But but you say he's a man of the people and doesn't want to don't want to be flossing, stunting, fronting, <clears throat> if you will. I wouldn't be. No, he was. Well, no, he he wasn't that much. Really. Like he didn't do like the limo or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Or a high end BMW. Or high end BMW because those cost more to rent. Um, <clears throat> a little known fact that we've discovered. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Booker T's name? The T actually stands for something. <laughs> yes, it does. Because <coughs> some someone in the crowd with a sign that contained Booker T's full name that said Booker T's my favorite wrestler or whatever. Uh, it was. Booker T's number one fan. Booker T's number one fan. Booker B O O K E R T T E A. <laughs> Booker T. <laughs> It's like Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> J-A-Y. Um, he comes out. He does another Guys, one. Guys, in- season nine spoiler of The Simpsons. <clears throat> Homer's middle name is J. Um, <clears throat> Booker cuts another one of those, like, shooty, but yeah. work shooty, exposing the business promos at the beginning of the match. He He's not the 10th worst offender of exposing the business on this show. Uh, number one is Kevin Nash. Um, number one is Kevin Nash. It's always Kevin Nash. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> going with the odds. So he comes out and he's talking about uh, his match with Jarrett, and he says that he's going to. Or uh, I wish I'd written down written down the whole joke, but he definitely used the term "lips wrapped around the guy next to him." Yeah. Uh, which of course is implying that he and then something got bleeped after that and <clears throat> yeah uh, but that was definitely uttered by Booker T about yeah. 
uh, I think it was Jarrett. I think so, yeah. Uh, Jarrett then comes out to cut him off. They begin to brawl. Mm-hmm. At this point, we realize in the front row hard cam is uh, Juggalo Hulk Hogan. Yep, who was a delight throughout the show. Um, at one point, uh, uh, Jarrett is working Booker's knee. He then wraps Booker around the bottom rope <laughs> and proceeds to attempt to do a figure four around tr- the bottom it's rope. It's tricky with the rope. Like, I will give him that, that it is hard. Yeah. But even then, it wasn't like he tried very hard. He did a bad job. He just, like, put his legs around Booker's legs and Booker had to sell. It was a it was a Hulk Hogan <laughs> slash early The Miz figure four. Yeah. Um, we then get them separated and, uh, or, sorry, uh, Sting comes out to make the save because yeah. Sting was supposed to wrestle Booker last show, and, right. or a couple shows ago, and got interrupted by Goldberg. I think last show. Well, yeah, it was last yeah. show, yeah. So, Sting comes out to chase off Jarrett, um, and then as Jeff Jarrett is leaving, he oh, says to Booker, oh my god, like, you know... You think I'm? You think you're tough and mad now? Wait till I show you something else. <laughs> and he proceeds to pull Booker's wife, Leticia. No, it's Laquifa. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, because we had other names for her. Oh, Lavestia. Lavestia. And then I call her Transvestia, and you called her Big Chestia. And Molestia. And Molestia. That was the, that was the other. <laughs> Um, he, he proceeds to pull her over the guardrail to the floor, but Okay, as, while, yeah, the thing, it was, it was mid, just so, like, grabs her, over. she's going, like, vertically down, head first, Almost to the mat, over the guardrail, and as head is hitting floor in mid-motion, Jared fucking cranks her in the back of the noggin with a guitar. Like, hard. It was beautiful. <coughs> and Booker had a really funny reaction to it in the ring. Yes. It wasn't like... You murdered my To wife. make a rush out to save her. He'd give him like, Oh, oh hell no. Oh. oh, man. Jeff, how are you going to be murdering my wife like that? Come on. Come on, sucker. Um, uh, so after this, we go to commercial. We come back. Booker and Sting are helping the medical team look after his wife. They put her on a gurney and are wheeling her up the ramp. With a very well-placed neck brace? Yes, with a neck brace that was four sizes too big for her neck. It, like, they didn't have to open it and put it on her. They just slid it closed over over her head. Because that's how big it was. Um, Of course, as she's laying on the gurney, she's more or less using the neck brace as a pillow. The neck brace is pointing straight up. Her head is 90 degrees to the side. Just resting. And and clear view of the camera. It's so good. Um... Then we get Booker helping load her into the van. Sting says, like, you go to the hospital, I'm going to find Jarrett, and then beat Jarrett's ass. Uh, Next up, we have our first actual match of uh, Buff Bagwell versus Big Vito. Um, This match. As Buff comes out, he introduces his mom, who we learned on Thunder took a cannon cutter. Which they did did not show in the replay. Because it was obviously terrible. Because it was probably funny looking. So um, go back and find the uh, July 26th Thunder and uh, look for a funny canyon cutter on <clears throat> Judy Bagwell. Um, or don't. You on, know what, guys? Life's short. Maybe don't. On the way to the ring, she's like not 
selling the neck no. injury at all. She has like she's a, like looking down and like looking at the crowd and waving. She has like a soft neck brace on, yeah. and it's just like turning her head all over the place. Yeah, looking looking at the fans, smiling, moving. No, no, no real damage. Kicking, stretching. She's fifty. She's probably older. She's probably older than that. Um. I don't know. They're from Georgia. She probably had Buff at like yeah. fourteen. Yeah, she could have. Yeah. Would you? Sorry, like, answer, Georgia. Answer me this. Riddle you this. Back you the then, is this your Riddler character? Back then, it was perfectly okay for a man to tell a fourteen-year-old girl that she looked pretty. <laughs> this is what you were going to ask at the beginning, um, and decided not to. So as Vito gets, I know it's hard in this day and age to tell a fourteen-year-old girl she looks pretty without the the hammer coming down on you. But, you know, that's just the climate we live in now, Drew. And climate? No. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to have to make peace with that. I'll never make peace with it. I know. As Vito gets in the ring, he takes off his ring jacket and his hat and whips them. Oh, yeah. At the ring girl. Yeah. Who's carrying them out. Like, just chucks them at her. Yeah. Like, like they're fighting. Yeah. Like, like she wouldn't sleep with them, so now he's going to hit yeah. her in the face with his ring, ring jacket. Oh, it's a real uh, Jay Lethal Taylor Hendricks. Depends who you ask. It does depend on you ask. Uh, Taylor Hendricks or everyone else. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too, but probably not this time. Hashtag me also. Mm. No, I'm saying like you should hashtag me also oh, in that post. I will. Um, <clears throat> uh, the Literally like the only note I wrote about the actual match, uh-huh. I just wrote stinker. Yeah. Because it was super sloppy. It was very sloppy. They blew two spots. Yeah. Um, one was... We really should have recorded this right after we watched it and not got high first. Um, no, we did it right. I think I think our preamble was exactly the right length. <laughs> so we must have done something So at right. one point, a cameraman... So... Judy's on commentary. I think there was a very poor, like, stun gun. Yeah, something like, like that. Getting necked across the ropes. Like, yes. lifted badly for yeah, it. Yeah, like, not j- just poorly timed, Buff didn't jump, yeah. or... He, yeah, there was that. There was something else, too. But, uh, yeah, so the match itself was just, like, garbage. Like, yeah. everything went wrong. Um, oh, yeah, I, I blew... It was a blown top rope. Because Vito went up, oh, Buff yeah. tried to crotch him, and, and Vito didn't, hadn't, didn't. But Vito hadn't climbed up yet, yeah. like fully. So then Buff had, had to, to like, like go back and awkwardly do it again. throw himself into the ropes yeah. to like crotch him. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then there was a, a really sketchy looking superplex by Buff. Oh, because because Buff landed right on his own neck. Yeah, like he bumped it hard. It's okay. He hasn't had any neck problems. No, never. Um, so Judy Bagwell's on commentary. A cameraman moves into position to like film her. Yeah. And Buff freaks out, leaves the ring, grabs him thinking it's Canyon. Yeah. And then she, the whole time she's yelling at him, it's fine, Mark, I'm fine, Mark. Um, and then Buff gets back in the ring and loses clean yeah. to Vito. But not even like, he, Buff was distracted by that and like turned his back and got schoolboyed. Like he went out of the ring, came back to like the apron like, blocked something from Vito, like, kicked Vito, then did the slingshot sunset flip into yep. the ring, and Vito just, like, reverses it clean and cradles him. Yeah. So, like, Vito just beat him. Beat him clean. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then, uh... Well, I guess they have 50% less Italians on the show now, so they gotta make the most of what they have. Yeah, and he's 50% less of an Italian, too. Ooh, just cause... 
look, just because as we speak in terms of the time of this show, he's literally getting a new dick implanted right now, <laughs> doesn't mean he's any less of a man. Uh, what if he's got to use one of those ones with a pump, where he has to like attach yeah, like, it and pump it so it's hard? Is that what uh, the trans pl- the, women get? Uh, I was going to say, is that what the Black Eyed Peas song Pump It is about? <laughs> it is, actually. Cool. Yeah. Fergie's all about that pumping that dick. Um, <clears throat> so, then uh, we are we are in the office with the cat. Uh, Wee comes in. Yeah. Uh, calling himself Wee that now. Yes. We're, this Last is show first, was Kiwi. Yeah, it was two weeks of Kiwi, at least. That was our first week where I, I presume Saturday Night Live said, Hey, make it more different, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that, you think Lord Michaels did it in that tone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's a fancy girl. I'm trying going over my head right now. If I can do an actual Lauren impression, I don't think I can. No. Not 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 cold anyway. Yeah. I have to practice it. He's real. He's got a real. Um, you gotta you if you stick your mouth out, you sort of get a Lauren Michaels situation. But I'd have to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't too bad though. I'm a professional. Professional cocksucker. I'm the professional. I'm Leon. <clears throat> Um, so, Kiwi comes in, and the cat, like, I guess the idea is that Kiwi, his essence, makes people who interact with him fall in love with him. Except for the cat, because he's so fucking hetero, he's not fucking Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. Negative two on the Kinsey scale. Holy shit. He's so straight, it hurts. He's so fucking hetero, he can't even stand it. Uh, Kiwi demands a match with the artist, the cat kind of blows him off. Kiwi gets mad loses his accent, and starts talking like a tough guy. Yeah, at which point I'm trying to, like, figure out Kiwi's whole gimmick. Because mm-hmm. he's the stuff you said. He's, like, a gay hairdresser. Yeah. I don't think he's hairdresser, actually. I think he's the costume guy. Sorry, he is the costume guy. The he's gay the costume, costume guy. Who, like, is also sort of the Hulk. <laughs> like, when he gets angry, he stops being a gay guy and beats you up. <laughs> gay guy to, like... Muscly bro, it's like or like gay right guy. Yeah, it's like gay Hulk. It's is instead of uh, Bill Bixby, it's Bill Dixby. Sure, Bill Bixby played uh, Lou. Ban- yeah, he played Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bixby no, Bill as Bixby. Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. Bill Bixby wore a big suit. <laughs> <laughs> And played Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. You you got it. First try. Yeah. Rack him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, trying to unpack his whole gimmick. And yeah, he's fascinating. He's he's weird. So he, um, he gets mad at the cat. The cat goes like, I I don't give a shit. No one cares. Just go. Fine. Yeah. Um. In the back, uh, we have, I wrote, Panda Perfect Perfect Poon, instead of, so instead of Pamela. I didn't even know what that was a reference to, but of course it is. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the backstage female interviewer, Panda Perfect Poon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she interviews Canyon. Canyon threatens to give her a canyon cutting. Yes, I liked use, using... Uh, Canyon, canyon cutting cutter. as a verb. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she said, like, when are you going to stop canyon cutting people? <laughs> the answer is never. Um, but <laughs> in one of the funniest moments, 
He's about to do... Oh, it's great. He's about to cannon cut her. The camera work is good. Yeah. They did a good job. Sexy, vibrant, young, 20-year-old woman. Yeah. About to get uh, cannon cut In comes to mean save the Gene day. Mean Gene flies in mean for Gene the save. Mean Gene flies in, but as he flies in, and Canyon sort of, like, pushes pound, pound Pamela yeah. um, out of the way... She bumps the camera. It sort of jars the so camera. The camera like, jars away. Yeah. Canyon gives Mean Gene a cutter. Does he though? And Ooh, then magic. The cameraman like steadies himself and turns back, and Mean Gene's laying out on the floor. It was well blocked. It was but, pretty... like it. It was the, it was done very quickly. I was impressed. Yeah, it was pretty good. Was ten good. out of ten would smash again. Okay. Um. We have Sting in the back looking for Jarrett, smacking his bat on things. Uh, okay. Match number two. <laughs> we made it. Squeely. Uh-huh. Versus the artist Oof. doing Brooklyn Brawler cosplay. Yeah, comes out full leather daddy, like the, the, the universally gay leather cap, and like leather vest, t-shirt. White, white t-shirt jeans, and like when he takes off his entrance attire, he is left literally... In Steve Lombardi, yeah. Brooklyn Brawler gear. Yeah. Like, dirty white t-shirt, yeah. tucked into light jeans. Yeah. Nobody knows why. I don't know, but like I said, I looked it up, and this is his, like, second to last match. Yeah, as it is for just a lot, like, yeah. people have just been, like, disappearing. But maybe it's just that, like, they, I don't know, maybe they had a plan for the gimmick, and it just didn't have time, so they're just like, don't even bother. Just like, don't just go. We'll keep paying you. Don't come to work. Yeah, just stay home. Um, like, I, I wrote two words for this match. Dog shit. Yeah. It, no, Artist is bad. Artist is awful. Yeah. I think Louis tries. I think he was, like, kind of a fun wrestler. He's, it, he, but, yeah, he's, like, he's green yeah. here. They definitely blew, and he's working the artist. They definitely blew a back body drop. Oh, boy, did they. Where he... He got him over the back body drop, but Queeby lost his balance. Yeah, so and so like so the back body drop got no height, and then Queeby just fell down. Yeah, just tripped into the into the ropes. Um, I mean, the match was like Queeby wins. Like, who cares? Yeah, with his his finisher's odd because it's basically a reversal to a flying head scissors. Yes, it's just where you like take half the head scissors and then just uh, slam them down face first, like between your legs. Yeah, like sit like, out like a face eraser and sit down. Yeah. Um, next we have, uh, Scotty Steiner looking for the cat. He asks a, like, attendant How about guy, Scotty Geiner? And he's just for guys. He, uh, he asks Scott Steiner if he's seen, or, Scott Steiner asks the attendant guy if he's seen the cat. He tells him he's in his office. Steiner goes, thanks. And then blasts him with a pipe. Yes. And then... And then Medeja's behind him. Yeah. And he says... Should I knock on the door? And then she goes, yeah, you should probably knock on the door. Oh, I should knock on the door, huh? And then just hits the door with the pipe, opening the door, and walks into the cat's office. And then, and then, you, the funniest thing in the world happens. <laughs> because in the previous segment, uh, when uh, Kiwi became the Hulk in Cat's office, he, like, threw everything off his yeah, desk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, and there's, like, one thing in between that and this, and now we're on this... So when Steiner busts into Cat's office, pipe in hand, Cat, who is like halfway through putting his things back on his desks, just wipes them all off himself <laughs> so as to not give Scott Steiner the satisfaction of doing it. It's so good. I loved it. Uh, it was 
pretty amazing. The only good thing the cat has done. Yeah. This year or ever, other than maybe teaming with uh, Glacier. Um. So Steiner is mad that Nash is there and demands a pipe match. Yeah, uh, I get, I'm pretty sure they were tag team champions at the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, they were buddies up until a couple of years ago when um, uh, Cat tells him he's not going to give them a match. Um, uh, but he uh, and he think he forbids Nash and Scotty from interacting with each other, and Goldberg's not there, which he says. Yeah. Um, then we get um, uh, K Nash arrives at the building. And then we get a shot of Scott Steiner at the back and Norman waiting for Booker to come back from the from the hospital. Yep. Uh, gets beat up by Scott Steiner. Scott blasts him in the gut with a pipe. It's funny. Uh, we get a backstage promo with the uh, MIA talking about how Storm is disrespecting America and they need to re- protect America. Um, he then we this is our realization that. Van Hammer is out. Van Hammer slash the, private slash slash major stash is gone. Gone. The wall we, is in. Yeah, Sergeant A wall. Uh, With no mention, so maybe he joined on Thursday, or maybe, maybe this is just him joining now. They're just like, hey, isn't that the hey, wall? Check him yes. out. Um, we. The wall's real name is Malice. Malice. Um, so we were expecting that. So the the, the announcement is that they're going to send uh, Lieutenant Loco out. To uh, beat Landstorm, so it's a cruiserweight title match. Yeah, um, we had hopes, high hopes for it. Yeah, it had potential. It, it did it not deliver at all. It was really nothing. Yeah. Um, I wrote, I wrote uh, that Chavo did the worst. I landed on my leg. Weird. I'm hurt. Yeah, because he did like a he got shoved, shoved off the top and did a backflip, landed on his feet, landed, and landed fine, was One, fine. Like, seconds. Seconds. One Mississippi, two and Mississippi. Then, oh no, I oh, hurt my, my knee. leg. And so yeah. he's hobbling around on one knee. Um, then there is a a moment where like uh, Chavo gets up and moves, maybe like turns the wrong way, oh, and yeah. Lance like sort of runs over to get him and loses Slips. his balance, and then f- just falls Slips on his and back and takes a back bump. Yeah, and then Chavo gives him a move. He looks really fucking silly. Yeah, um, but the had a, finish. He had a great finish. Rocked. So it was Lance in control, right? Uh, no, I think it was Chavo in control. And then Lance reverses something, goes for a powerbomb. Chavo, yeah, Chavo gets him. Uh, Chavo goes up to the top. Right. To. For a run? Maybe a Rana. Yeah. Lance gets him down into powerbomb position. Yeah. And walks him out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then Chavo tries to reverse with a Rana. Chavo gets halfway down with the Rana. Lance grabs a leg quite smoothly. Boom, Maple Leaf, tap yeah. out. Triple, triple champ. Third Nitro in a row. Third new title in a row. They are booking Lance Storm amazingly. And nothing can go wrong. What happened next, Drew? Oh. <laughs> Wolfpack. Because they'll bury your career and make you a jerk. At first... <laughs> That's true. When you were first doing it, I thought you, you sounded deaf. <laughs> Don't turn your back on your wolf pad, or you might wind up in your body bag. It's impressive that you just signed that whole thing right? to me, <laughs> word for word. That being said, it was... And it it's was... amazing that I understood that word for <laughs> word. <laughs> to be fair, the sign language is just the wolf pack sign over and over and over and over. Just bang, bang, bang. Just doing staccato wolf pack. 
Um, so Nash's music plays. Nash comes out and tells Lance to hit the bricks. Lance gets in his Lance face. Lance stands up to him. C- good, because he should. Because Lance yep. doesn't seem like a guy who takes and shit. And then Nash tells him to take his little belts and go to the back. Yeah, but, I don't but, care that you have three singles titles, and I'm just Kevin Nash. But then proceeds to just immediately cut him off when he tells him to get the belts and leave. Yeah. So Nash heals Lance Storm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Lance just ba- bails out with all the belts and gets away. Um, he gets treated like a total fucking geek. Complete bitch. Um... So Nash is in the ring, and Nash cuts a, like, the longest fucking nonsense, like, you know, if you, like, Goldberg, you think you're tough, like, I once got in a fight with nine guys and fucking broke all their bones, and then, like, you know, like, it's just nothing. None of it is worth a damn. Who is he accusing of working themselves into a shoot? Was that Goldberg? I think, it, no, I think it was creative with ah. him, oh, him oh, Goldberg, just, and okay. Steiner. Right. He uh, also, uh, so like that's the first of uh, exposing the business by saying booked into a corner. Uh, he then and worked says, into a shoot. Worked into a shoot. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, booked into a shoot. Um, he then says that he's always been a professional in the ring, except for one time when he was working for the WWF. So yeah. there's the second time oh, yeah. where a certain wrestler didn't want to do the job to him, even though he was champion in in his hometown of Montreal. Because it was it was weird the way he said it. Because like a certain wrestler, and we're like, who? You know, going with the odds, it's Sean, even though they're friends. Yeah. Or and then yeah, and then he said a, a certain Canadian wrestler, and we're like, okay, I guess Brett. Something happened with them. I don't remember anything specific. Yeah. And then he said, wouldn't... Yeah, like, it's, I don't remember his wording if he actually said wouldn't do the job or whatever, but it's something like that. I think he said, wouldn't maybe he said, like, wouldn't do the business or wouldn't take the, take the fall. Yeah. In his hometown of Montreal, and we're like, wait, Montreal? Is it a Quebecer? And we're then, we're like, is it... Like a Rougeau or a... Uh, Rougeau or a, or a PCO as Lafitte? And yeah, so we look it up, uh, September 15th, 1995... Diesel versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte for the world title in Montreal goes to a double countout because he would not lose in Montreal. And then September 16th, 1995 in Quebec City, Kevin Nash beats Jean-Pierre Lafitte in a world title match via jackknife powerbomb because he'll job in Quebec City. Yeah, because Quebec City and Montreal are two different places. Like, what other mid-card wrestler could refuse to job in their hometown? Ludwig Borga. <laughs> Fair enough. In what Reykjavik? No, I think he. I think he was from. Or was he Eastern fi- European? From Finland. Finland. But I think the actual Hel- dude was Helsinki. from uh, like Estonia or something like that. So Tony Holme, right? Uh, yes. Fought on Pride One. Yeah. And then died. At Pride One. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he was like. Oh, uh, he was like. Uh, he might be Finnish, actually. He was in the Parliament or something, yeah. and then he. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, you know, as we discuss other possible people that wouldn't lose in their hometowns. Um, I would imagine that the Road Warriors, like, would never lose in Chicago. Hmm. They Yeah, true. They'd also barely lose anywhere, though. Well, I mean, so Chicago's is... And I don't feel like Jean-Pierre Lafitte is at Road Warriors level. No. As far as uh, He, he is, is, in fact, Finnish. Yeah. Or was Finnish. Uh, spoiler alert, he's dead. He has stopped... Whoa! He has stopped being Finnish. Hey, what happens when so, people stop being Finnish? And start being real. What do you point out? Suicide. Justifiable suicide? Oh, is he? Someone fucked the gunshot wound. Did you say justifiable suicide? (laughs) (laughs) I did, actually. That can't be what you meant. Uh, That is a funny term, though. I don't don't know what I meant. Like, guys, sorry, Dan's not on the podcast next week. He's the victim of a justifiable suicide. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think what I meant was, is this a, a suicide that we for the list are happy with? Is yeah. what I, I think we, I meant to yeah. say. Manger's new activity is uh, just going down a list of wrestlers who have committed suicide and determining whether or not it was a good idea. <laughs> he was he was trained by Masa Saito. Hmm. R.I.P. Also. R.I.P. Also. But I also said what would be really funny is if. You created your own Twitter account, a brand new Twitter Twitter account, <laughs> and you only followed Twitter accounts of dead wrestlers. So your news feed is always empty. You you are hopefully have zero followers, and all the things you are following are dead wrestlers. Andrew Test Martin, Chris Canyon Wrestling, uh, Brian Christopher, Lawler, uh, like whatever. Just that's all the only. People just find your account and like, I wonder who he's following. Oh. oh. Huh. Uh, so he doesn't get anything new in his feed. <laughs> I don't have to read anything on Twitter. He's literally waiting for the first wrestler to come back from the dead and then tweet. Is your game. Okay. <laughs> uh, so next, we have... <clears throat> uh, yeah, he rambles on about being an ass-kicker. Steiner comes out to interrupt... Uh, th- this point, I realized that Nash was wearing a football jersey with the, uh, right under the, like, breastplate area, like, the neckline, was a giant six sixty-seven. Uh, so then I said that that means that Nash likes the idea of the position of a 69, like, but. on his back, girl on top with her face and his dick. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to give it back. He's a selfish lover. So that's why the legs are on one side of his head, nowhere near his mouth. Um, he's, uh, as Kelly put it, kissing the hip. Just kiss the hip. <laughs> um, this is at, at this point, during their interaction, we realize that uh, 50% of Scott Steiner's promos are bleeped. Are bleeped because he says um, a lot of things he's not allowed yep. to say. Um, and also, he doesn't give a fuck. <clears throat> I wish I could recreate my version of the Scott Steiner promo, which was me saying, like, a couple words, then bleeping myself for a while, but then also saying swear words in the middle of the bleeps. But it's only funny with the one word I'm not comfortable saying on the podcast, so I can't do it. But that being said, I've never been more tempted to do it. <laughs> that word is ISIS. <laughs> that word may surprise you. Um, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, we just have the typical, like, they start brawling, security comes out to pull them apart, which I then said to Scott, like, I feel like this is genuinely what they do every show. They have oh yeah uh, some combination of Goldberg, Steiner, Sting, Nash, like, Jarrett, yeah. pull apart, where they just have to, like, separate them in the ring or outside the ring, yeah. which leads to a match later in the show. Yeah, it's been real pull apart heavy. Um... After they get separated, uh, they they show Nash in the cat's office where he says, someone's going to die tonight and it's not going to be him. Spoiler alert, everyone dies. They've Mm. been dead this whole time. They were in purgatory and they didn't get to cross over until they realized all the things in their life that they had done. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, you got me again. Twice in a lifetime. Executive producer J.J. Abrams. Bad robot. Your autism is What's in happening? full effect tonight. I'm good. I think I think the smoking loud either helps it or makes it worse. I would say it makes it worse. It might be that. Smoking loud. <laughs> um, 
he so uh, Nash wants a match with Steiner. Also, <laughs> I have some things that just come to my mind and make me giggle throughout the day. But if I don't like get them out and into the world, and they just stay rattling around in my head, I I I will. I am in legitimate fear of turning retarded. So I usually just type them out and send them to Drew. And uh, and then I save them in a manifesto just in case it, Scott ever does anything I need to yeah, incriminate him for. Yeah, Drew saves it so when he just when he justifiable homicides me, no judge will convict him. Uh, but the two I sent Drew yesterday were wet back, more like wet front. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> and uh, the other one was me imagining uh, Jimmy Hoffa as an Asian masseuse at a parlor, like, doing an offense, like, even though he's Jimmy Hoffa, just doing an offensive Asian accent, and saying, Jimmy Hoffa, jerk you offa. Um, so that one got me good for a while, but then I had to get it out, because I knew it was, it was poisoning me. <laughs> but I feel better now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so yes, Steiner wants, or Nash wants to match with Steiner, Cat again, being in charge, but also not really caring, um, tells him he can have a match with him. I would love to have Cat's job. Me too. It's great. It, like it doesn't really matter. You get, you get paid. What and you nothing do. you do matters. You do. You do two hours of not work a week. Yeah. You do your job terribly for two hours a week. Actually, kind of like what we do with this podcast. So, I guess it every makes week, Wait, just terrible. Do we have the Cat's job? We need to wear fancier clothes, and then I think we're there. We need some Oakleys. And dance. And dance. We need to dance more. Um, Cat, yeah, Cat again, doesn't care, and tells him it's going to be a straight jacket match. Yeah. So, like, ah, if you want to win... Stein's crazy. Just put, him, just put him in there. You just you can just beat him up, and then, uh... But Stein, you know, if you he gets crazy. you, he can put you in that, that, and he can beat you up. Um, and we assume that Steiner has to win this match because his arms will not fit in any standard-issue straight jacket. Yeah. Um... Spoiler, we were right. You're right. Um, after this, we get Jarrett comes to the ring again. He says, you know, like, I know Sting's been looking for me, and I'm not going to hide in the back for him. And so uh, Madden says... Also, I'm real hyped up over murdering Booker T's wife. Yeah. He's he's rock solid. Um, Madden then says in, that... In, Investia. She's Jewish. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Madden says that Jarrett is... He calls out Sting and tells him tells that Marcel Marceau to get to the ring. That was funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Credit words do. Um, so Sting comes out, and then we get Sting versus Jarrett. Um, for some bizarre reason, Sting is working double duty tonight. Yeah. Because earlier in the night, the idea behind Booker's promo was that he was going to give Sting the rematch that they never got because Goldberg interfered. Um, so, but then Sting's also gonna have a match with Jarrett, so working double duty for not really any reason. Yeah. I guess maybe because he just took the mask off his burnt face, so they're like, hey, let's get Sting some screen time, maybe. I guess, yeah. Um, I got that there was our first low blow transition of the night. Um, then there was a, uh, attempted chair interference by, well, to start the match, Sting pretty much just beat Jared up with a chair all the way up the ramp and all the way back down the ramp. Yeah. Um, he then, uh, Jared later on low blows the referee in transition. As you do. Then, like, oh, but like, so the ref didn't really see that it was Jared. Like, he was trying to get Sting and, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, he then, um, 
goes to kill Jer, uh, kill Sting with a chair. Chair counter. Chair counter. Sting counters the chair. What if the chair countered itself? <laughs> and the chair. Wow. <laughs> uh, the chair. Some galaxy lands, brain the, shit. The chair lands on the apron. Sting goes to give him the scorpion death drop on the chair. Yep. They Miss, don't misses hit it. by ten feet. The announcer's Tony Schiavone tells us that he landed on his head landed on the top of the Lies chair. Right to my face. Which it didn't, because we saw it. Um, and then Tony, uh, you fat. Bitch. And then uh, a clean win, sort of. Yeah, pretty I mean, clean. Like, for a Sting Jarrett match, hella clean. Yeah, especially going into the pay per view yeah. where Jarrett is your number one contender. Doesn't matter. Um, Always good to job your number one contender on the go home show. Of course, that's my experience. To a guy who at this point doesn't have a match on the card. Yeah, he's got the demon man. But I don't think it's been announced yet. Maybe not. Um. <clears throat> so then we have. Before we go to the next thing, I just remembered a rare Mark Madden thing that actually got him goodwill with us for a little bit until he completely ruined it by the end of the show. Uh, during uh, <laughs> Lance, Storm. Lance Storm's self-intro. Yeah. Can we reenact it? Can you be Lance? I'll be Mark. <sighs> okay. All you need to say is Lance's thing. Just have the right pause. Uh, and that's, that's how we do it in Calgary. Where's that? Alberta, Canada. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It was legitimately really good comic timing. So dumb. It was so good. I okay. Steve Schneider, one Mark Madden fan in the world who's listening to this, uh, unless Mark Madden is also listening. It'd be funny if Steve would send them to him every week. That I that would be amazing. Legitimately, I illegitimately enjoyed that. That was really funny. But he completely lost any any goodwill he had built up yeah. over the course of like even just the next twenty minutes of him opening his mouth. Yes, but just saying dumb things. It was you know what for a brief moment me and me and Mark we were okay. I'm glad that changed. Uh, next, we have the perfect event coming out in jeans, which is weird because we thought they were in the match. It really seemed like they especially were especially because the like wrestle. the title card said World Tag Team Title Match. Yeah, normally when you put the the what the next match is about, some people that are going to come out might be in the match. So they come out in jeans. Um, we were expecting them to be in the match. Chronic comes out, so we're like, okay, it's a singles. Them versus Chronic. Then out comes Vampiro and Muda, and we're like, ah oh, man, a three way going into a four way at the pay per view, like that's fucking dumb. Oh well, here come. <laughs> here comes uh, Jendrak and O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, so now it's like, oh, like, so okay, it's a four way going up the four way. Nope. Turns out Perfect Event was on commentary. Yeah, and it's a weird three way. Um, there was two awesome things said on commentary. Palumbo had the first one yes. early in the match. Where he talked about how a green Jindrak and O'Hare were, and There's... how if he was in there with those green guys, he'd stiff them. Yeah. Didn't he also, he... one of them say they're so green they're blue? The, and, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Stacey X said they're so green they're blue. Um, which which is guess... throwing shade at a guy, at two guys who were in the power plant like for four months less than you? I was going to say, I, I feel like you've been there three weeks longer than them. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, the logic of they're so green, they're blue. I guess if you're going that direction on the spectrum, blue is... And I know a little bit about the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, if you go, you do. If you go that direction, I guess a more green would be blue if we're talking shorter wavelengths of color. If we're going bigger wavelengths, it would be so green, they're yellow. Hmm. 
But I guess you can't say that. But now nah, you can say that in 2000 WCW, you could definitely say that. Just in 2000 WCW, you could say they're so green, they're chinks. Yeah, <laughs> probably, especially an Italian and also an Italian. No, a Polak. A <laughs> dirty Polak. An Italian and a Polak. They and can say whatever they want. That's why we are the number one. <laughs> Antifa wrestling oh, what a twist. podcast on the internet. No, like like we we are on in the charts. We are the number one alright wrestling podcast. But one out of one. Yeah, like even though we as a whole, this podcast is considered an alright wrestling podcast. Drew politically is the only one that's really alright. I, I I've been known as the voice of the left, <laughs> um, but I you know I think it's good to have a little point counterpoint on the show. Listen, what's that? We used to be able to get them pregnant at 13. <laughs> Goddamn 13. The only thing I'm going to say about that is, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> anyway. I, I mean, like, it made more sense, like, way back when, like... You only life, lived to, like, when 33. When lifespan was 28, yeah. <laughs> you lived to the, the Lord's age, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I so, can't believe I'm older than Jesus. I know, right? I can't believe you're 12 years older than Jesus. I can't believe that you're in your 90s and you're this active. I kick a stretch... And I kick. Um, so, th- of course, that was Palumbo throwing some shade. Yeah. Uh, then... Uh, Undeserved. Uh, Brian Clark fucking murders Mark Jindrak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Oh. Get stuck? No, 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 no. You good? So, uh, at one point, um, uh, Vampiro's in yeah. with one of Chronic. I think it's Brian Clark. He then... Tags in one of Jindrak or Huhair who come in to do a double team move. Vampiro goes out to the apron. Yeah. Then one of Jindrak or Huhair goes back out to the corner that they had already been in when they came in. Yes. Turns out that Muda and Vampiro are now in and that corner. in their corner. So, so that they like quietly move. No, yeah. For like a couple seconds, they all stand in one corner. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And they're like, oh, weird. yeah, yeah. So they move to another, like the opposite car- yeah. corner. But, but then Vampiro and Muda, Vampiro and Muda also move moved. to the corner. So They're now supposed that to corner be. has no one at it. So then Jindrak and O'Hare like move sidle back, back onto to it. that corner. It was this great little musical No one has any did. understanding of how they work. It was great. Um, <laughs> there was a point where they have Jindrak down and Vampiro climbs to the top rope and just perches there. And waits, waits, and waits, thinking and like, maybe and, and, he's gonna do his cool spinning back like, kick. Muda's standing there too, just so waiting. Like, are they gonna do like? Here's what I thought for no reason. I don't know. You could make a case for it. Vampiro has been known to do a top rope spinning heel yep. kick. I or, thought, or a missile drop kick. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do a top rope total elimination because Muda was kind of yeah. standing in the right place to do like the the sweep, the the low sweep kick. Yep. But no. Yeah. He so he stood there. Forever. Forever. And then does a lazy diving clothesline. Yeah, like a sub-cane. Yeah, and now that he's a full-on Juggalo... He sucks. Uh, Scott... <laughs> First of all. ...proposed the idea that Juggalos don't do cool top rope moves. Yes. Which I don't know I don't know if that's true, because I feel like Shaggy Tudo did some cool stuff. Yeah, I think he did. Nothing like, amazing. Like frog splashes, yeah. though. Yeah. Some of those frog splashes were pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, then, I don't know, the match just, like... Devolved into just the match, like, uh, like the match became self aware, and they're like, Oh, this is a three way tag, and a lot of us are bad, yeah. So then it became that, yeah. It was like all six people in the ring, just like doing nothing, yeah. What was like people were like falling over each other, yeah. It, it and just then it was became like, so it, it was almost like 
certain people didn't know like what the next spot yeah. was, so they were just like not in any position. They all just kind of stayed in the ring at like in the way of each other. Yeah. Um, and then Vampiro gives Jindrak a body slam so that Vampiro can go up top to do a move. Like, yeah, it's like to, to, you know, get him down with a body slam and go up for like a top rope splash or leg drop or something. Yeah. Um, however, however, Jindrak like no sells the body slam just gets because right he's because ne- he needs to be back up to do a top rope rana. So he yes. bumps and immediately feeds just the ropes gets up. and, and like, gets up and walks to the just corner. Just like meets Vampiro at the yeah. ropes. Um, he then um, they so they uh, he does a top rope to Jindrak and then O'Hara does a swan a shanton bomb, which are like hey that's the finish. Yeah. But then it wasn't the finish. He just kicks out. Because Chronic and then Chronic gets back in. Yeah. Chronic <clears throat> grabs uh Muda and give him the fucking um Brian Clark gives him the, no Brian Adams gives him the death penalty or no, what's his called? Um at, oh, I don't remember what Adams is called. The full Nelson Slam. Full Nelson Slam to Muda, which we thought would look bad because they saw we saw a clip of one from Thunder. It looked really bad. That looked real bad. This one was fun. this one was decent. Yeah. Uh, so now Vampiro and and Muda have both been given them given finishers. Um, yeah. They uh, Vampiro fights back up and takes takes a move from Jindrak or from O'Hare, and then the referee is going down to count the pinfall victory. For Chronic, who's already making the pin. So they go down, and so he counts one, two, three, which would have been nothing, one, two for Jindrak and O'Hare, but because yes. it was three slaps that they thought they won. Yeah. So they get up to celebrate, Chronic's celebrating, and then Jindrak and O'Hare are arguing that they made the pin. The referee tells them, like, they weren't legal or whatever. Um, and then uh, Shivani says that he thinks Jindrak and O'Hare won the tag titles. Shivani's wrong. To which. Stasiak says on commentary, if Ginger Akron O'Hare just won the titles, I will throw up all over this table <laughs> right now. Which is a great Which threat. Is a great threat. Basically the threat you made at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Stasiak didn't understand how mouthwash worked. Oh my god. So Muda starts doing mist, as Muda is wont to do. And Stasiak, who's trying to be, is trying his best to be like just a, comedy guy. a smarmy jerk. Comedy, comedy guy. guy. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, I think he spit uh, some, some scope or scope mouthwash at him. And he's like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're, sp- you're supposed to swallow it, not spit it out. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not what you do with mouthwash unless you're like a, a degenerate alcoholic and that's all you can find. Yeah, like that's literally the only thing with so alcohol. I it. think that like said a lot about Sean Stasiak. Yep. He's dead, right? No, he's still alive. No, he's uh, inexplicably dad, alive. Did his dad kill himself? His, I, I don't think so. <laughs> like his dad died from being an old man, or uh, in terms of wrestling, so like fifty-two. That's pretty disappointing. Um, ugh, we get another goddamn cat in the office thing. Yep. Um, Tori and and uh, Shane Douglas come in. Cat literally throws a crumpled paper cup at Tori's, Tori's tits. tit. It's really funny. <laughs> um, he's demanding a match with Kidman. He says, fine, you're going to get that match Kidman, and it's going to be a Viagra on a pole match. Because Vince Russo is still here in spirit. <sighs> yeah. Can't let, can't let Brother Vince down. Uh, in the back, we get a Jindrak and O'Hare promo just kind of saying that they thought they won, and Chronic like, owes them one. Um, Which, God willing, we get that two-on-two tag 
next week. That is the best possible thing you can do. Literally the best possible tag match you can do in WCW 2000. Yeah. Um, Then we get the match of Douglas and Kibben Viagra on a pole. Um, This match was nothing. Yeah. It was Kidman no-selling the Pittsburgh Plunge Yeah, to cut Douglas off. Just had to get right up and cut him off. Um, Douglas then took a very weird, silly bump on the powerbomb from Kidman, where yeah. he bumped onto his shoulder and neck and just sort of like stayed straight up and down for a couple <laughs> seconds. Yeah. And then just crumbled. Very odd. Um, but the finish in the match was just awful. Yep. Uh, Tori gets up to distract the ref forever. Forever. Kidman climbs up and grabs it, and then when he grabs it, Douglas low blows him. Yeah. Low blows him. Oh, no, hits him with his, um, the franchiser. Yes. Kidman Kidman jumps down from the top rope and turns around and eats a franchiser, which makes the bottle, like, explode Explode. for some reason. It wasn't supposed to. And then, so there's, like, pills over the ground. And Douglas grabs the, like, label off of it and rolls over and, like, like shows the ref, like, look, look what I got, look, look what I got. I have a small piece of the whole thing yeah. I was supposed to do. And so, uh, that means that Shane apparently wins the match, which was never told to us beforehand. Yeah. But we... also, like, what would be the ultimate conclusion if it was to use it? Do you have to... You, you have to retrieve the Viagra, yeah. force feed it down your opponent's throat. Okay. Wait the 20 to 30 minutes for it to start working. And then, uh, um, uh, gives dick so hard, <laughs> and then you have that he to, taps out. That he taps out, um, and, and then then you have to wait for more than four hours, and then you have to call a physician. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's that's the warning they always put on the thing. Before erections lasting longer than four hours, please consult. Please call a physician. What if they last three and a half hours? Then party. 402. Mm-mm. Mm. Hard, hard and fast. Interesting. Four hour. Um, so, <laughs> this... Uh... Ruby, you retrieve the Viagra. <laughs> you take as many as you can. Yeah. Get your dick so hard and stab your opponent into submission. Yeah. In, in, in various, various holes and sockets. You can even make, make, a, make a new one and stab him there. Sure. Any, are you done with your stabbing holes? I think it might sound a little something. Like <laughs> I wish I had a jar of mayonnaise right now. Yeah. Um. The yeah. So whatever. Douglas wins, and then I guess I assume the spot was that. Kevin was supposed to get a bunch of the pills put in his mouth or something. Yeah. Because after he uh, gets bumped, he just has to, like, roll over and, like, eat yeah. them off the mat. Yeah, it was weird. Like, so, someone was supposed to do that. Yeah. Him, and then uh, Tori rolls him over and starts to, like, attack him a little bit. And Shane, like, picks him up and, like, drags her out of the ring to the outside. And then Tony Shivani reminds us that, well, this is, uh... This is Nitro. <laughs> Just a defeated man. Defeated man. Um, then we come back from commercial break and we have Major Guns versus Miss Hancock in a hardcore match. But to WCW, a hardcore match is literally just a food fight because they fight their way from their uh, dressing room to the table, As the food table. As for hardcore rules, it starts, it starts in the back. The back. Uh, there is a... Um, Tori, or, uh, Stacy tries to dump, um, f- like, fruit punch or some d- juicy water on Major Gun's head and completely, and completely misses. Yeah. 
Um, she then Tori, um, Tori Stacy gets uh, hit in the face with a pie, but then like can't genuinely see to walk to get dragged to the ring. Yeah. But as we're going towards the ring, we cut to the ring where uh, Awol and David Flair are fighting for no other reason than to for, for someone else. <laughs> To pull the table out from under the ring, set it, set up, it up in the ring, and then they brawl out of the ring, and then Stacy bumps uh, Major Guns into the table. Um, I didn't actually write a finish for it because I don't think it fucking mattered. Nope, I don't either. So, oh, I think Stacy just pinned her. I think the finish was Stacy agreed to marry me and be my wife forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I could catch her on the Clooney rebound. I think you're Am a little late. Am I still late. in the window? I think you're Is out of... like the seven to eight year window after breaking up with George Clooney where you're still in that desperate rebound mode? Maybe. I think I'm in. George Clooney, it might be forever. That's true. Um, imagine, if you, imagine if George Clooney broke up with you. Oh, yeah. Devastating. Uh, so we come back from commercial and we get... Billy Kidman in the back hanging out with some of the Nitro Girls, but they didn't like. They were like, they must be new Nitro Girls. Yeah. Because I'd never seen them before. Um, and he's Random gonna. Children. But um, all of them looked really fucking young. Well, he is a kid man. And that uh, that actually made, made I think was that where the song was born? Because that was where the song was born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The song that we the song that was uh, beautifully sung at the beginning of this podcast <laughs> was created at this point in the show yeah. when Kibben's leaving with all these girls, the three young girls, where Tony Schiavone gives us the warnings of uh, to remind us, you know, uh, you shouldn't take Viagra if you have a heart condition, um, or that if you. Um, are around young children in Billy <laughs> Kidman's case. I don't think he said that second part. Uh, maybe not. <clears throat> Which I thought was funny. Um, and then the next uh, match ugh, was Scott Steiner versus Kevin Nash in the uh, straight jacket match. Yeah. Match, not so good. However. However. Scotty on the mic. had its moments. Pre, pre-match, Scotty on the mic says these words. <laughs> the most <laughs> elegant... Words you can hear. Elegant or eloquent? Eloquent. And elegant. You know what? They're pretty elegant, too. Um, There is nothing finer than a 69er. Beep! (laughs) With Scott Steiner. (laughs) 69er got beeped, but it was definitely that. It was 169er. Then this is the point where we realized, man, Nash was wearing the jersey where he doesn't like the 69 and Scott Steiner says there's nothing finer than a 69er. This is an oral sex ideology battle. That's what this is. Yeah. Steiner hates Nash because he knows Nash doesn't like to eat pussy. And Nash hates Steiner because he thinks it's disgusting to put your face between a woman's legs. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a selfish lover. Yeah. So that is what this whole match is about. It has nothing to do with them being former friends. 60, the 2000 case of 69 v 67. Hmm. Luckily, 69 came out on top. You're welcome, ladies. I approve. Um, they, I mean, yeah, the match was nothing. They just brawled a bunch. Um, and then at one point, Medeja gets in with a chair. And oh, does gives Nash a funny chair the, shot. The, the least impactful, barely touch him, because that man is 6'11", and I'm 4'9", <laughs> with giant breasts. To, to describe it as a tippity-tap <laughs> is to do it a disservice. Tippity. It, it was so much less than that. It was... 
It was a it was a brush. It was a breeze. It was yeah. a whisper. It was a rest. <laughs> she rested the chair on his <laughs> she back. Placed it. Um, he then turns, knocks a chair out of her hands, grabs her into a power bomb, and we're and like, there's like you, there's no way. Kind of figured because normally you just tease these and yeah. don't do it. And, and like Steiner would cut like, him off. We're like, and Steiner's still down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to be getting up. Wonder how this is gonna play Nat, out. Nash grabs her, gets her all the way up. And then you know what? Like he, I mean, he protects her because he bend, he squats, yeah. and holds her like in the back, and guides her to the mat. Yeah, he doesn't do his big old but, just get him up all the way and drop. But him. It's like a but it's pretty he good. Power bombs Manasia. It's pretty good. She, it was funny. She, she took a good bump. Yeah, especially for somebody who's never wrestled in her life. Yeah, um, whose tits are constantly in danger of exploding. Yeah, and uh, like we said, have no cleavage. Yeah, because they're not anywhere near each oh, other. Oh, yeah, her yeah her her giant fake tits are awesome. Just they they've never even met each other. They're so far apart. Yeah, it's just like a huge orb here, a huge orb here, and n- never the twain shall meet. <laughs> um, Rick Steiner runs down and clobbers Nash from behind. Or they like fix Steiner. Nah, uh, he's taking his shirt off. He's That's fine. Right. All right. Um, he they put Nash in the uh, straitjacket. Yeah. Uh, the whole time because Steiner could never have fit. Yeah. Uh, the whole time, Medesha is laying there dead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, respected gentleman, Scott Steiner, never checks on her. Because <laughs> he can... The freaks are everywhere, Drew. Yeah. She's a, I, mean, she, I know Medesha's, like, top freak, but... You just rotate... She's so replaceable. Find somebody younger. Maybe find a nice 15-year-old? 16-year-old? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Scotty used to be into that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, like, doesn't check on her ever. Her well-being is not important to him. Um... This, of course, leads us to more um, uh, straitjacket matches later in the year. Yeah. There's like, I think there's like quite a few more later in the year, especially when Animal's around. Spoiler Animal comes back. Yeah. Um, and why why do matches when you can have things in matches? Well, yeah. Who likes the physical act of wrestling when you can have the physical when act of stuff. taking something off a pole and winning? <laughs> um... So now it is time for the main event. The main event is Sting versus Booker. Um, the match was good, not great. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't really, remember, really remember anything special about it. Yeah. I, but I don't. Really, there's nothing bad about it. Like yeah. there was no botches yeah, or anything. Was, it was perfectly competent. It was just nothing overly exciting. Um, at one point, Sting takes a bump to the floor. And some unseen man pulls him under the ring. Although uh, when the when it happened, you could clearly see it was the demon. Yeah. Uh, also, we're like, what if Sting hadn't fallen to the floor right there? Demon would have just sat under the ring all night, going nuts. Wait, nah, I almost had him. Um, Missed him by that much. Uh, Is that like a good Don Adams? I don't think it, it was. was. Uh, Should it I was... go back to Lauren Michaels? I missed him by that much. No, I feel like that's... No, that's Dr. Evil now. Yeah. 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 Wait, is Lorne Michaels Dr. Evil? Oh, maybe. It actually might be. Maybe he's based off him. Hmm. He, uh... He, uh... How about Dr. Knievel and he does stunts? <laughs> but then how's he a doctor? He got his doctorate in, uh, risk management. <laughs> doctors for stupid things. Um... I, I just wrote down bad combos because there was a couple of like there was a a, a duck on a clothesline that wasn't an actual oh, clothesline. Oh yeah, that, that didn't um, look good. Booker tried to yeah. do the go into the corner up and over turn one eighty sunset roll. Like it was blown, 
but they did technically at the end of all of it sort of end up in a sense yeah, of Yeah, Booker break. did a good job of saving it. Because I can't believe he saved it even as well as he did. Sting came in late. So Booker was already coming down. I want to say Sting forgot it was going to be a sunset flip and not just a regular up Mm, and over because it came in like it was a regular up and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so there was a little bit of sloppy stuff, but then like surprisingly there was a completely clean finish. Yeah. Um, Book book end one, two, three. Like there was no bullshit and like no interference. Like there was nothing until, of course, after the match, there was a bunch of stuff. Maybe that's to a degree why Sting got a win earlier in the night. So he didn't just come back and lose. Lose, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, he uh, Sting rolls out of the ring and just grabs a demon out from under the ring and starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah. Then um, Vampiro and Muda come down and attack both Booker and Vampiro um, in a series of things that has become current, uh, recurrent, recurring on this. Uh, recurrent is where you have a current again. Oh, yes, where you reconnect the circuits and it flows through. Oh, I was thinking the berries. No. Red or black. Mm. Um, Not ACDC. The other kinds of currents. Yes. Uh, There there is a running sort of gag that goes on of people taking bad whips into the guardrail. Yeah, Um, Yeah, we got another one. Vampiro took a very gentle, uh, brisk walk (laughs) towards the the, direction of the guardrail. um, And put his hand on it and leaned into it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Definitely didn't want to take that bump because he's Mm -hmm. not in the mash while we take the bump. Nope. Um, Yeah, Vampiro overnight (laughs) became like the laziest wrestler. (laughs) While Sting is beating up the demon, Tony Schiavone says, that's the man that used to be Dale Torborg. Yes. The demon used to be a man. Yes. <laughs> so what is he now? As I said, I, now he's a bat. <laughs> I was a man. Now I'm a bat. Um, there is a... Um, uh, Jarrett comes down to uh, join in on the beating up of good guys. Yep. He then decides to uh, lynch Booker by the leg. Hmm. Um, I wish I could disagree mm-hmm. with what you said, but um, the that's what Dark Carnival drags Sting up to the demon's sarcophagus. Yep. And locks him in it. Locks him in it, and then the demon grabs a flaming sword, which was pretty cool, and uh, breathes fire onto the the sarcophagus. Now. As soon as it lit on fire, there was crew off camera spraying fire extinguishers to put it out. They did not work. But they gave up real quick. Yeah. It was like one they or two sprayed sprays. It, it put nothing out, and then they stopped. And then they were like, oh, this is backfiring. <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess Sting dies tonight. Yeah. So I uh, guess that was part of the story. Maybe. That uh, it did look pretty cool, though. It looked cool. Um, he did a good fire blow. Yep. And then as uh, Jarrett is hanging Booker up by his leg, I said, I will only accept this if Jarrett blasts him in the bad knee with the guitar while he's hung up. Well, it's a good thing you uh, drew a picture of it and put it up on your vision wall because it was dreamed and then it was manifested. It was dream catchered. <laughs> you got your wish. It was perfect. I did it. It looked good. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it was good. I like that spot. That was a cool spot. Yeah. And then we went off the air to never watch another Nitro again. Except, like, I don't know, uh, 20, like, 28 more. <laughs> like, a, like a bunch. Maybe it's not that many. I feel like it's a lot. Maybe we should just let Dan record a bunch by himself. Just Dan solo Just so that we now? can get rid of a bunch of them. <laughs> 
Well, it came in today at a tight hour 15. That's not bad. Very nice. Especially perfect. considering how fucking high we are. You're high. I, I'm perfect. At least I'm not coughing still from that one giant toka head. Yeah, but you still need to change your pants. Toka and Razor. <laughs> wow. Deep, deep TMNT cuts. Yep. But uh, we should probably... Uh, Aquaman Razor? Uh, it could be Aquaman Razor. We should probably let y'all go for tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, remember, good night. <laughs>